Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Connie. Today is Tuesday, August 01-2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. In your Riverside forecast, today prepare for a high of 94.1 degrees and a cooler evening, setting at 75.4 degrees. Today at Alex's News, we're tackling some pressing issues and exciting updates. First, we're delving into Indiana's plans to enforce a near-total abortion ban, which significantly impacts clinic licenses and out-of-state patients. We're investigating the implications and reactions to this. Then we're switching gears to some exciting news. The Mega Millions jackpot has soared to a dizzying $1.05 billion. We're exploring what that means and how it condenses as the seventh largest prize in U.S. history. Last but not least, we're highlighting a proud moment in sports. The U.S. women's national team has secured a spot in the knockout rounds at the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. Stay tuned for a recap and analysis on their journey so far. So much to discuss, so stick around for these stories and more on Alex's news. Our top story today, a near-total abortion ban is set to go into effect in Indiana following a year-long battle in the courts. Joining us to delve into this issue is our expert news reporter, Elias. Elias, what exactly does this mean for Indiana? Well, Connie, this means that Indiana is on the verge of enacting some of the strictest abortion restrictions in the nation. After the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the federal right to abortion in 2022, Indiana legislature passed its abortion ban law. Implementation has been on hold due to an injunction, but come now, the state's Supreme Court has given it the green light. So tell us more about the specifics of this ban. Sure, Connie. This ban permits very few exceptions, allowing abortions only in cases of rape, incest, if the mother's life or physical health is at risk, or if a fetus is diagnosed with a lethal anomaly. Interestingly, this ban is expected to strip licenses from all seven abortion clinics in the state, effectively halting the majority of abortions even in the early stages of pregnancy. That seems quite extensive. Do we know how this will affect the state's clinics? Indeed. According to our sources, the functional impact of the ban is that all but one abortion clinic, including Planned Parenthood's Merrillville location, will have to shut their doors. We've also seen an unprecedented rise in patients seeking out-of-state abortions, particularly in nearby Illinois, as the ban takes effect. This seems like a significant policy change. Surely it's facing some legal pushback? Absolutely, Connie. The ban has indeed faced legal challenges from the ACLU of Indiana, representing Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinic operators. They argue that the ban infringes the state constitution's privacy provisions, but the Indiana Supreme Court ruled that the ban is constitutional. They've left the door ajar for a broader interpretation of the right to abortion. Has there been any reaction to this ruling? In response to the ruling, the ACLU has petitioned for a rehearing, specifically focusing on the exemption in the ban that allows abortions for women facing serious health risks. They feel the ruling did not clearly define the extent of this exemption. Now this petition seeks to delay the ban's rollout until these matters are reconsidered by the Supreme Court. Are there any other legal tussles this ban is facing? Yes, there's a separate court challenge alleging the ban violates the state's religious freedom law. The state's Intermediate Court of Appeals is scheduled to hear arguments in that case on December 6th. However, it's unclear whether they will grant or deny the rehearing petition or how long the decision will take. 
And what would this mean for Indiana, should the ban take effect? Well, Connie, if the ban does take effect, Indiana will become the first state to execute stricter abortion restrictions following the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade last year. It will be momentous and likely to inspire similar moves by other states. Keeping an eye on this truly significant story. Thanks for your insights, Elias. You're welcome, Connie. Let's move on to our second story of the day, which involves quite a jackpot. The Mega Millions Lottery has reached $1.05 billion, making it the seventh largest prize in U.S. history. Covering this story today is our reporter, Grace. Grace, how did we get to this enormous amount? Hello, Connie. The jackpot has been steadily growing since April 18th, with no one winning in the last 30 consecutive drawings leading up to the drawing this Tuesday night. This amount is really staggering, and it has caught everyone's attention. That's fascinating. But what are the odds of winning the jackpot? The odds are incredibly slim, Connie. In fact, the chances of winning the Mega Millions jackpot are 1 in 302.6 million, making it a difficult prize to secure. However, the odds of winning smaller prizes are slightly better. Now, if one does win this jackpot, how do they collect? Winners have two options. They can either take the prize as an annuity, with annual payments spread out over 30 years, or choose a lump sum payment, estimated to be around $527.9 million. It's important to note that either way, they will have to pay federal taxes and potentially state taxes depending on where they live. And where is this game played? The Mega Millions is played in 45 states, as well as Washington, D.C. and the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's truly a nationwide phenomenon. Sounds like it with the substantial prize we have this time. What's contributed to this significant buildup? Well, Connie, according to an Associated Press report, the lack of jackpot winners since April 18th has contributed to the substantial amount now up for grabs. The exceedingly difficult odds of winning the jackpot have led to this prize growing so large. Is this the first time a lottery prize has surpassed $1 billion? Far from it, Connie. This is actually the fifth time in U.S. history that a lottery prize has exceeded $1 billion. Each time, the pot grows due to consecutive drawings without a winner, as we've seen here. It's pretty interesting to hear that despite the low odds, there have still been recent winners. That's true. An individual from Fort Washington won the Mega Millions drawing on July 25th, becoming an instant millionaire. Three players from Maryland have won tickets worth $1 million or more since the last jackpot was claimed in April. Plus, as of July 31st, seven prizes ranging from $10,000 to $40,000 remain unclaimed. That's huge. Well, here's one last question. How many different prize tiers are there in the Mega Millions? Canny, the Mega Millions game offers nine prize tiers, with a $1 million prize up for grabs for matching all five numbers. Winners of prizes larger than $25,000 must redeem their tickets at the Maryland Lottery Claim Center in Baltimore. Absolutely interesting. So it's no surprise this billion-dollar jackpot has captured the nation's attention. Thank you for being so detailed and informative on this story, Grace. My pleasure, Connie. It'll be interesting to see how the story continues to unfold. Our third and final story of the day covers the U.S. women's national soccer team. To help us navigate through this, we have our trusted correspondent and sports specialist, Ethan, joining us. Hi, Ethan. Hello, Connie. Always delighted to discuss some soccer. 
You are indeed. Ethan, the U.S. women's team has tied Portugal 0-0 in their final group stage game at the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. Can you share with us the impact of this game? Absolutely, Connie. This result has secured the U.S. women's team a spot in the knockout rounds of the World Cup. It certainly was an intense match. Portugal even came close to scoring towards the final phase of the contest, striking the post in the last few moments. A win was ideal, but this draw worked in the U.S. team's favor, advancing them to the next stage and providing a huge relief for both players and fans. That sounds pretty tense. Now who are the potential opponents in the next round? The draw for the knockout round is yet to happen. However, considering the lineups of the teams that have advanced, the U.S. team can possibly face France, Jamaica, or Brazil. Despite a slower start than expected to the tournament, the U.S. players remain confident and hopeful to enhance their performance in this crucial phase. And that's the spirit you need in such high-stakes tournaments. How is the rest of the tournament shaping up with other group stage matches concluding? Quite interestingly, Connie, the Netherlands registered a staggering 7-0 victory against Vietnam, marking the highest scoreline of the tournament so far. A notable mention goes to China's women's soccer team. Once a powerhouse in the 1990s but waned since, this year they have qualified for the World Cup, showing signs of a positive shift in the balance of women's soccer. That's quite a comeback. Now, for our listeners who may not be as well-versed in soccer, how are these group stage rankings determined? The group stage rankings consider various factors. First and foremost, points are considered. Teams get three points for a win, one for a draw, and none for a loss. In case of equal points, goal difference comes into play, followed by the number of goals scored. If teams are still inseparable, then head-to-head results, fair play points are considered. If all this fails to break the tie, FIFA resorts to a drawing of lots. And how does the knockout stage of this tournament work? In the knockout stage, it's a do-or-die situation. It's a direct elimination round where group winners face the runners-up of other groups. If matches end in a tie even after regulation time, extra time is allotted. If the deadlock continues, a penalty shootout becomes the tiebreaker. The entire bracket for these rounds is predetermined by FIFA. Thank you for that detailed explanation, Ethan. What's the overall scene? How many spots are left for the knockout rounds? Well, Connie, as we speak, 10 spots are still up for grabs. The tournament is brewing with anticipation and excitement as teams are set for the intense battles ahead, aiming for that champion title. Indeed, it's an exciting time for all soccer fans. And that wraps up our third story of the day. Thanks for your insights, Ethan. Always a pleasure, Connie. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, 11 Labs, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.